Hey kids, welcome to Papa's Bible Stories. For each episode, I pick a Bible story to talk to my kids about. I have a beautiful son, Jacob, who is seven, and a beautiful daughter, Leah, who is five. And these stories are for them. But even though these stories are for my kids, Jacob, Leah, and I would love it very much if you decided to join us. What do you say? Let's get started. Okay, for our story today, we are going to continue the story of Jacob. Where we left him in our last episode, Jacob was running for his life. Jacob had tricked his father into giving him the birthright. Esau had promised to kill him. And that's when Jacob's parents thought, you know, maybe it's a good time for Jacob to get out of town for a while, and sent him to Padan Aram, where his mother was from, to go find a wife. And on the first night of his journey, God gave Jacob the vision of the ladder and let Jacob know that even though he'd made a mistake, that he would always be with him. Now, so far in our Bible stories, this is already the third trip between Canaan and where Abraham's family used to live. So you kids already know that it was a long journey, right? Right. And so, after his long and lonely trip, Jacob finally arrived in Padan Aram. And the Bible says that Jacob looked and saw a well in the field, and behold, there were flocks of sheep lying by it. For out of that well they watered the flocks. And by the sheep Jacob saw some shepherds. So he went to go talk to them. And he said, Brethren, where are you from? And they replied, We are from Haran. Ah, Haran. Isn't that close to the place where his mother was from? So he asked, Do you know Laban, son of Nahor? And they said, We know him. And Jacob said, Is he well? And they said, He is well. And look, his daughter Rachel is coming with the sheep. And Jacob looked, and sure enough, another flock of sheep was coming to the well. And along with the flock came Rachel, working as a shepherdess. Now Jacob had been on a very long journey, all by himself, probably in constant danger of robbers and thieves. So when he saw Rachel, that meant that his long journey was finally over. And he was so relieved and so excited that he kissed Rachel and lifted up his voice and wept. Rachel was probably a little taken aback. I mean, who is this strange man kissing her and crying? And so Jacob told Rachel who he was, that he was her father's sister's son. And then she got excited too, and ran back to her father Laban and told him everything. When Rachel found her father and told him what had happened, the Bible says that Laban ran to meet him and embraced him and kissed him and brought him to his house. Jacob probably told Laban everything, the whole story, that his brother was trying to kill him, that his parents had sent him there to find a wife. And Laban looked at Jacob and said, Surely you are my bone and my flesh. 
Jacob was probably very happy. He'd braved a long and difficult journey, and he'd been very warmly welcomed by his mother's family. A month went by, and a few important things happened in that month. First was that Jacob had gotten to know the family a bit better. It turns out that Laban had two daughters, Rachel, who he'd met at the well, and Leah. Leah was the oldest daughter, but Rachel, well, the Bible says that Jacob loved Rachel. He was head over heels. Rachel was the woman for him, and he knew exactly who he wanted to marry. And the other important thing that happened in that month is that Jacob had made himself pretty useful. The Bible doesn't say exactly what he did to be useful, but he worked hard enough doing whatever jobs needed to be done that Laban had noticed. And Laban decided that it would be great if his nephew decided to stick around for a little while and, you know, help him out with the flocks. So, at the end of the month, Laban said to Jacob, Because you are my relative, should you therefore serve me for nothing? Tell me, what should your wages be? And right away, Jacob knew exactly what he wanted from Laban. And he replied, I will serve you seven years for Rachel, your youngest daughter. Now, that's a strange thing to say. Don't you kids think? I mean, that would be like Papa going to your grandfather before I was married and saying, I really want to marry your daughter, so I'll tell you what. I'll make you a deal. I'll work for you for seven years. And then you give me your daughter. Sound like a deal? Doesn't that seem a bit strange? You know, like like mama is something to be traded or bought? That doesn't seem right, does it? Well, like Papa has said before, back then the way men and women got married was very different. In those days, if a man wanted to marry a woman he was expected to give the woman's parents a gift. The gift could be money or jewelry or expensive clothing or expensive perfumes or animals like sheep and goats or any combination of those things or anything valuable. And this gift was called a dowry. And the dowry wasn't given in exchange for the woman, but it was an expression of both how valuable the man saw the woman, as well as how good of a worker that the man was. And the dowry was usually kept by the woman's parents only between the engagement and the marriage. When the two actually got married, the parents usually gave the dowry to the daughter. Now, because Jacob had to leave his family in such a rush, he didn't have a dowry. Do you kids remember a few episodes back when Abraham's servant traveled to Laban's family to find a wife for Isaac? Do you remember that Abraham's servant came with ten camels? And what were those ten camels carrying? That's right. Gifts. The dowry. Ten camel loads of dowry. And what did Jacob come with? Nothing. Zero. Zero camel loads of dowry. 
But Jacob wanted to marry Rachel. So what was he going to do? Well, when something like this happened, the man could offer to work for the woman's family in place of the dowry. And that's what Jacob is doing here. He's offering Laban seven years of work in place of a dowry for Rachel. So, what did Laban decide? Well, Laban replied to Jacob, It is better that I give her to you than that I should give her to another man. Stay with me. And with that, Laban and Jacob agreed. Seven years of work for Rachel's dowry. And the Bible says that Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed only a few days to him because of the love that he had for her. Jacob had worked hard and faithfully for Laban, and God had blessed Jacob's work. And in that time, Laban had gained a lot of wealth. And Laban knew that the main reason he had gained this wealth was because of Jacob, and because God was blessing him because of Jacob. So, when the seven years were up, well, Jacob was all excited. It was time to marry the woman of his dreams, and time to move on with his life. But to Laban, well, he was about to lose the source of his wealth. So, what was Laban going to do? Well, Laban thought about it and decided that no matter what, he was going to find a way to keep Jacob around. And he came up with a plan. It was a terrible plan. He was going to cause his family a lot of problems. But all he could think about was his greed and about how to get even richer than he already was. So, Laban organized a wedding, just not the wedding that Jacob thought it was. And the Bible says that Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And in the evening, when it was all dark, Laban brought his daughter to Jacob. And that night, they were married. And the Bible says... It came to pass in the morning that, behold, it was Leah. Laban had brought Jacob the wrong daughter. Jacob had married Leah. Laban had tricked him. Unbelievable. I can't even imagine how angry and disappointed Jacob must have been. Seven years, all that work, all the anticipation of marrying the woman he loved, and then this. So Jacob said to Laban, What is this you have done to me? Was it not for Rachel that I served you? Why have you deceived me? And Laban replied and said, It must not be done so in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Okay, well, that rule might have been nice to know even just yesterday. But Laban continued, Fulfill her week, and we will give you this one also, talking about Rachel, for the service which you will serve with me still another seven years. And this is when Jacob found out what Laban's plan had been all along. 
All Laban wanted was for Jacob to continue working for him, to continue making him rich. And that's why he had tricked Jacob into marrying Leah, so that he could get another seven years out of Jacob for Rachel. Now, Jacob had a difficult decision to make. He had already married Leah, and there was nothing that he could do about that. Once you're married, it's for life. And even though he really loved Rachel, he also knew that marrying more than one woman was just a recipe for trouble. Jacob knew very well the story of his grandfather Abraham, how he'd married a second wife, Hagar, and how many problems that marrying Hagar had caused in the family, and how much pain it had caused Abraham. But at the same time, his new wife Leah had helped Laban trick him. I mean, Laban had probably pushed her to do it, but still, Leah could have told him, but she didn't. How could he spend the rest of his life with someone who had tricked him into marrying her? What was Jacob going to do? Jacob made his decision. And even though he knew he was getting himself into trouble, he decided he would marry Rachel too. And the Bible says that Laban gave him his daughter Rachel as wife also. And that Jacob served with Laban still another seven years. And so, probably with a heavy heart, Jacob got back to work. But it wasn't all bad. He was married now, so at least he could start a family. And boy, did Jacob ever start a family. Over the next seven years, Jacob had 11 sons and one daughter. Now that's a lot of kidzos, right? And the names of the sons are very important for later. So we will name them in order of their birth. Reuben, Simeon, Levi, Judah, Dan, Naphtali, Gad, Asher, Issachar, Zebulun, and Joseph. And he also had one daughter, Dinah. But Laban wasn't done trying to trick Jacob. After the seven years of service were over, Jacob came to Laban, and this time he was going to leave. He was going to take his wives and his children and go back to his own land back in Canaan. But of course, Laban still didn't want him to go. Over the last seven years, Jacob's work had made him even wealthier, and he still didn't want to let go of the source of his wealth. So again, he tried to trick Jacob into staying. So Laban tried to see if there was something that Jacob wanted that might make him stay a little longer. And he asked Jacob, What shall I give you? So Jacob thought about it and then said, Let me pass through all your flock today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. And Laban replied, Oh, that it were according to your word. I mean, this was a great deal for Laban. 
Most of the time, sheep and ghosts did not have any spots on them, and sheep were almost always white. And only every once in a while was one born with spots or off color. So this would mean that Jacob would only be getting a small portion of Laban's flocks as each lamb and kid was born over time. But this wasn't the reason why Laban agreed. Laban had no intention of honoring their agreement. He just needed to find a way to get Jacob to stay a little longer. And immediately after they had their agreement, the Bible says that Laban removed that day the male goats that were speckled and spotted, all the female goats that were speckled or spotted, every one that had some white in it, and all the brown ones among the lambs, and gave them into the hands of his sons. So not only was Laban taking away the goats and sheep that belonged to Jacob, but because he was leaving Jacob with only the flocks with no spots and the right color, this would make it much less likely that the kinds of goats and sheep that would be Jacob's would be born in the future. Laban had no shame. He was trying to trap Jacob in a bad deal. Thankfully, though, God showed Jacob a special trick that helped his flock to have more speckled and spotted babies. But even after that, Laban changed their agreement ten more times over the years, each time trying to trick Jacob into having less and less. Now, kidzos, with all this tricking going on, do you think that maybe it made Jacob think a little bit? Maybe it made him think about a time in his life when he had tricked someone? Yeah. With everything that Laban was doing, Jacob was probably being constantly reminded of how he had tricked and lied to his own father. And actually, him tricking his father was the very reason that he was here having to deal with Laban to begin with. And while Jacob regretted tricking his father almost as soon as he'd done it, over the years, he must have come to regret it even more. And for sure, he really came to know what it felt like to be on the other end of the tricking. And this is a lesson for us, kidzos. Lying, tricking, deceiving, trying to take advantage of others, these things are evil. They're evil because it betrays people's trust, because it hurts people, and also because these things almost always come back to bite us. You always pay for it later, one way or the other, just like what happened to Jacob. All right, kidzos, that's it for this episode. So what do you guys think about the story? Lots of lying and tricking going on, right? And maybe you're wondering if you kidzos are named after any of the people we talked about today. Well, don't worry. In the next episode, we are going to continue the story of Jacob and Leah and Rachel. And maybe there will be an answer to that question. 
But until then, to all the kids tuning in, I hope you have an awesome day. God be with you. And I hope we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.